a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Hello and good afternoon, everyone. My name is Priyank Shrestha. Hello, I'm Johnny Bester. And we're here again. We're back again for another special edition of Short Fuse because Sumi and Jeff are on holiday. Well, Jeff is normally not doing the Short Fuse, mm. but they're both on holiday. Lost, um, in, lost in Death Valley. <laughs> yes, they're in Las Vegas celebrating Sumit's 50th birthday. I think there are some photos, yes, behind us. Um, Looking handsome, guys. Going wild and crazy in Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah, they're having a wild time. You can't stop these two. <laughs> Watch out, ladies. Um, and also a big hello to all our podcasters. Uh, I've, we've been told that there's been quite a lot of downloads in recent weeks. Yeah, we're um, getting pretty famous for making a name for ourselves. <laughs> uh, so thank you all for downloading and for listening in. Um, and today's letter of the week, uh, we've had that for a couple of weeks now, is G. Yeah, you guys need to be keeping track of that, those letters of the week. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll move on to... Actually, before we move on, have you got any shout-outs, Johnny? Um, yeah, shout-out to Elena in the library. Hello, Elena. Hi, Elena. I hope you're... Assignments going well? Is that what she's doing? Her dissertation. Her dissertation, yeah. I yeah. hope it's going well. And shout out to the guys in Vegas. Uh, the photos so far, being a bit pedestrian, it you know. It seems we, like they're in um, you know. Scotland or. Yeah, yeah, it could be. It's like a midlife crisis holiday. Yeah. We need it to be more intense, more drinking. And exciting. Yeah. Someone on the floor drunk, lying down like Sumit. Someone yeah. needs to We've blow their some life savings on roulette. <laughs> Um, okay, now we'll get on to the stories. Yep, so uh, yeah, the first story is yours, first I believe. First story is mine. So uh, first up, it's a big one from Ofgem on the energy price cap. Mm. Uh, so obviously we've been writing so many stories about that uh, over recent months. Yeah, hundreds. Uh, weeks, not hundreds. <laughs> Tens. <laughs> Tens. Um, and finally, Ofgem has proposed a cap and for supplies, and that stands at uh, $1,100. Sorry, £1,136 a year. Mm. Um, so that would be for a typical dual fuel bill um, and those paying by direct debit. Uh, and on average, it's expected to save consumers around £75 a year. What would you spend that on? Um, at the moment, I can't really think of much, but probably doing my kitchen, contribution towards my kitchen or my new Exciting garden. stuff. <laughs> You'd probably spend it on booze. Yeah, booze and fried chicken. A weird combo, but okay. Yeah. It should be, uh, it should be fried chicken and Coke. I think that's a perfect combo. Uh, Have you tried that? It's illegal. No, Coca-Cola, oh, okay. Johnny. No, no, I haven't <laughs> tried that. Uh, anyway, back to the story. Sorry about that. Um, so, so £75 a year for an average uh, customer. Mm. I can see you smirking there, Johnny. I think today's um, session might not go no, as no, planned. No, no, it is going as planned. Um, so okay. do, you th do you think this is good for competition, the price cap? Uh, well, there, is, there are positives and negatives, as we've heard from industry. Yeah. Um, I think energy, some of the suppliers, bigger suppliers have said this is not good. Um, and I think Energy UK said that it is going to be a significant challenge for many of the suppliers, but yeah. they're looking into uh, what kind of effects it's going to have on each supplier because obviously it represents a lot of uh, suppliers, big and small, in the industry. So I think we'll find mm. that out in the next couple of weeks or so. Yeah, maybe um, people watching can let us know on uh, the Twitter shout-outs or the YouTube shout-outs, yeah. your opinion. Whether you can it's send it, yeah. You just use the hashtag ShotFuse for yeah. that. And our Twitter handle, if you don't already know, is at NHLiveNews. Um, so that was £75, but also uh, those customers who are on the most expensive tariff 
can actually save more than 120 pounds a year. Okay, lots um, of chicken. So, <laughs> and booze. Oh. Um, so the price rise is expected to be confirmed in November. Mm. Uh, it will come into effect in December, and it's expected to be put in place at least until 2023. Uh, and yeah, so we'll find that out over the coming years if it's going to be extended or not. We won't have to write any more stories, maybe. No, probably not on price caps. Maybe. But we will be writing stories about spinning turbines, Johnny. We will. Uh, if these two students from Lancaster University, uh, if they bring their idea forward, which is a spinning turbine, uh, then we might be writing more stories about it. So they've basically developed uh, this new turbine. Looks kind of like one of those paper lights that hangs from the ceiling, you know, like uh, yeah, the ball. Yeah, that should be a picture. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And you can see the vents all around it. Mm. They basically catch wind from any direction. Uh, so the turbine can generate energy from wind going upwards, downwards, from the left, right, straight on. I mean, it looks, like, it looks like it's made out of paper or something. Like, you know that those one things is, when you're I in school? I think that one is made of paper, and I don't know if they will be eventually, but they might Maybe. be, because I think they are meant to be relatively low-cost, uh, small-scale mm -hmm. for individuals and stuff. So they might be made of like strong paper. Do you know in school, I don't know if you did that, but we used to like take papers from our uh, copies and then just kind of make different objects, weird-looking objects. Just no. using oh, origami. Paper. Origami style. Yeah, origami style, yeah. yeah. So it looks like I'll just do my homework and hand it into the school. teacher and get a full mark. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, John. Um, but yeah, so the spinning turbine, a uh, normal <laughs> turbine can only generate electricity from one direction. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when you see a wind farm, the direction that the blades are facing, they're set up. And if, it start, if the wind direction changes, right. they're pretty useless. Uh, so these can yeah, generate power from every direction. They've won a James Dyson Award, as in Hoover Man, uh, award for innovation there. Uh, and basically, this, the main point that the researchers and James Dyson think mm -hmm. is exciting is these could be used on, let's say, to hang outside of someone's apartment building. So okay. it would allow someone that lives in a flat to generate their own power. They could get involved in distributed energy, sell it back to the grid, uh, and allow them to become part of this renewable transition. So it's so. more for householders than, rather than non-domestic customers is it well, initially I, th I guess this is a prototype so they could do a massive one hanging off a pole in, on like the top of a hill somewhere that would harvest energy from all directions so that would okay. be pretty worthwhile mm. but I think it's more obvious application is for individuals yeah okay so watch the space for any updates I yeah. guess um, so moving on from spinning turbines to the traditional turbines mm -hmm. uh, we've got a huge story about the world's largest offshore wind farm that's uh, been opened uh, off the UK coast. Yeah. Uh, it's got about 87 turbines. Uh, it powers around 600,000 homes a year. Uh, one rotation uh, is expected to power over um, power one home over a day. Yeah, that's uh, massive, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. actually it's so huge that it spans an area that covers 20,000 20, football pitches. What all the so turbines? Yes, yeah, so everything. Farm. Well, that so is the massive, wind, the 20, wind farm 000. in total, yes. Yeah. So that's huge, and we'd love to go and film. Um, and so, uh, so developer Ersted uh, has said that the the actual height of the turbine as well, because mm. it's one of those new newer turbines, which yeah, are they're getting large, bigger and bigger yeah. every year. Yeah. Uh, it's twice the height of Big Ben, apparently, which is okay. also yeah, in massive. height wise is massive. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, Ersted, you can get in touch with us if you'd like us to come and film. Yeah, I'd We'd love, love to. to. It'll take us a while to we'll probably cross from we'll one probably side have to the a, other. But. Have, have an argument over who's going to film. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, maybe. <laughs> you can pull um, rank on me. 
<laughs> okay, so your st story next, Johnny. Yep, so my next story is uh, perfectly in my field of interest. It's the fashion industry. Uh, and so Burberry, uh, basically lots of fashion brands do this, but uh, they basically, lots of fashion brands burn clothes, mm -hmm. unwanted clothes, unsold clothes, handbags, scarves, <coughs> whatever. Uh, if they don't sell or if they're damaged or returned or stained mm -hmm. or anything like that. And that's so that they don't go into the market for cheaper prices or have to be given right. away. And that's, that would kind of erode these brands' position as you know, really luxury and exclusive. So they burn these clothes so that um, all their clothes out there are, you know, like people have paid full price and they're the top, yeah. top version. Uh, and they act, Burberry actually destroyed 28.6 million pounds worth of clothes. Wow, that's a lot of money. Just last year. So that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And also think about all the materials and water and stuff that's gone into the manufacture Making, of those yeah. clothes. Um, and so, yeah, green groups have basically criticized them and said that, you know, we're trying to get more circular as a society. So why are you burning all these clothes and just destroying them mm. when everything at the moment, all the other com lots of other companies at the moment are trying to recycle, you know, recycle more. Yeah. Uh, so Burberry now have committed to reusing, repairing, donating, or recycling all of these mm -hmm. old products. Uh, so watch out, you might see on eBay or something like Burberry <laughs> putting up a thousand uh, slightly damaged handbags. Uh, for one pound each, uh, but yeah, oh, that's so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's a good move because yeah. it's crazy. These brands are destroying all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, leather handbags—they'll just burn them. And, mm. cows, and I think that's so. a commitment that we haven't seen across the industry yet. No. Um, and I think, if I'm not wrong, France actually has planned to uh, ban uh, companies from actually throwing away their. Mm old uh, clothes that haven't been sold yeah so either recycling them reusing them giving donating them to charity instead mm. so they're planning to put this law across the country yeah so I think if something similar could be put into force here that could be a good thing I guess yeah because it's all very well trying to manufacture <coughs> clothes more effectively mm. but I think the best thing is to just manufacture less clothes and the less we destroy the less yeah. we have to make so, yeah exactly uh, yeah so I wasn't criticizing Burberry they're actually one of the first companies that have committed to um, stopping that. this mm. uh, but yeah I think all these companies should I think that's a move in the right direction okay uh, so moving on to our next story is about Coventry City Council and it has launched an initiative uh, that basically incentivizes black cab drivers mm. for switching to an electric car. Um, so it's offering £2,500 for their first electric taxi order. Yeah. Um, uh, you, might be, you might be seeing a video behind me. Uh, there uh, it is. Yes, there it is. That's one we filmed in London. So when it was launched in London, the electric taxis uh, by the London EV company. Yeah, people uh, can watch that whole video, can't they, on our YouTube channel yeah, as well? Yeah, so it should be on our YouTube channel if you type in... Uh, London EV or some uh, London e taxi it should come up uh, so this one uh, 2500 for the first taxi order uh, extended trust drives and also free charging during the trial okay uh, so that's what the drivers are going to benefit from yeah uh, so it's open to owners of Hackney carriage the taxi yeah uh, and they'll receive a 12-day loan for the project um, and apparently it, travel, it can travel up to 80 miles I was going to say, uh, what's the range? Because a taxi driver would care about that, yeah. wouldn't they, most of all? So 80 miles in zero emission mode, and they're expected to save uh, around £400 a month in fuel costs. Okay, so that's quite a lot. It is an investment in the short term, obviously, mm. a huge investment. Yeah. But uh, it's going to help with the incentive uh, that's being offered. But I think over the longer term, they say that 
the drivers are going to see the benefit in terms of costs. Yeah, that's like six um, grand a year, I think, isn't it? I yeah, think about yeah. four hundred pounds a month. Pounds, so yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money savings. I, I can imagine they'll all swap to electric 48, taxis. Forty-eight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fours are forty. Yeah, so that's forty-eight hundred pounds. Okay. Yeah. A year. Um, and it's supported by London EV Company, as I said, uh, and also by the Irish firm ESB, uh, Siemens, and a taxi app where you can actually book the taxi yeah. uh, called Get. So all the details are on our website. And as Johnny mentioned, you can actually watch the video, uh, full video it's that we did good. in London. In <laughs> are you being sarcastic? No, I'm not being Johnny. sarcastic at all. See, um, Alex think... is laughing as well. <laughs> He filmed it, didn't he? No, it was Rob who filmed it. Oh, Rob okay. isn't here today, so I think he's trying so to... So it wasn't a Johnny it. Alex, you know, A-grade production? Mm. It was an A++ production. Oh, okay. okay. Okay, well, judge for yourselves, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, you're making it sound like it's horrible. <laughs> no, it's a great video, honestly. I loved it. Okay. Uh, but not as good as the next video, which is an interview we conducted oh, yes. with Mike Martella. Uh, I spoke to him yesterday. Uh, he's the CEO of Energy, which is a waste to energy company, and he can explain it much better than I can. So I think Al will roll the video now. My name is Michael Martella. I'm the CEO of Energy. Um, Energy is a waste transformation technology company, uh, which specializes in really taking a large range of uh, different organic feeds and looking to transform it into usable products. So that can be uh, typical waste to energy. It can also include uh, waste to gases, waste to carbon products, uh, so we can do things like produce uh, activated carbon, um, DME, uh, which is kind of an LPG substitute or liquid fuels potentially. So at the end of the day, we're, what we're focused in on is, is solving the waste problem, not the power problem. Um, at, at the end of the day, the large scale base load power, it, it's got a, it's got an, a key role in, in the world. What we're interested in is, is really looking at the waste and what do we do with that waste. At the moment, you can bury it or burn it. They're the two alternatives. Um, often, processing that waste in a location might not be able to give you a particularly good electrical output, either because there's not good grid infrastructure or because electricity is very cheap and it's not economical. So in that case, we wouldn't look to produce electricity. We'd look to produce gas or we'd look to produce liquids or we'd look to produce something else. So what we really do is tailor our, I guess, package to meet the economics of the local environment. It's really treating waste as a resource rather than a problem. Um, if we can really look at each local economy and we can go, okay, the waste is produced there. We don't want to bring that waste into a, into a big centralized power, power plant. So what we're dead against is these 200, 300 megawatt uh, waste to energy power plants. I think that they're just daft. You're picking up the waste and you're transporting it over far too big a distance. Matching the scale of the, of the plant to the waste source. So if you've got um, 50,000 tons per year of waste generated at a particular depot, then that's the size of the plant you want to build. You don't want to have to build. And as soon as you've got a steam cycle involved, which is most conventional waste to energy solutions, you really have to be talking 250, 500,000 tons per annum as a scale. And so then you've really got to aggregate across a lot of different locations and, and it really limits the, the, the application of that technology.
Yeah, so that was Mike from Energy. Uh, he was talking obviously there about how, you know, Energy are basically going to reduce waste. Uh, that's their main focus rather than actually energy generation. Uh, and, you know, generating power is kind of a side effect of that. And it's a very positive one because I think it's much better to burn waste like banana skins or, you know, whatever <laughs> else gets chucked in there uh, compared to burning coal and gas and things like that that we have to mine, dig up uh, and very energy intensively. So yeah, I'm a big fan of waste energy. I know Priya's as well. She's got very strong <laughs> feelings on the matter, but we won't go into those just today. Uh, um, I'm independent, <laughs> so I'm neither for nor against, Johnny. Okay, that's just how a journalist should be. Yep, uh, I think that's it for stories. Yep, uh, there's only one thing oh, left. One yeah, one thing left, which is viewpoint. Uh, so today's viewpoint is about officers wasting uh, hundreds and thousands or thousands of pounds on unused electricity, yeah. which I'm sure we have seen in our office as well, a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. again, assume it tells us to turn everything off at the end of the day, yeah, uh, but, but it doesn't always people, happen. People don't listen. No. Um, right, so let's just go through what uh, has been found. Yeah. Uh, so a computer left unattended for about two hours uh, every day, so that could be when you've popped out for break. lunch. Um, although Johnny's still on his computer during lunch watching programs, yeah. TV shows. Mm. Educational oh, ones. Weird, Re weird stuff. Weird usually stuff. I just continue working through lunch, to be honest, because I'm focused and committed. Alex um, is shaking his head there. Oh, yeah, you heard that laugh. Um, that says it all. Uh, so during lunch or meetings, uh, apparently you waste around 200 watts per device, and that comes up to... One pound five pence per hour. Adds up pretty quickly, I guess, if yeah. you have a whole office full of, you know, full even 10 computers, computers yeah. 10 pounds an hour going. Mm. You know, it's quite a lot of money. Um, it says that a workforce of 100 uh, could see a loss of 700 pounds a year. Mm. Um, and if you look at light bulbs, if you leave the light bulbs on when it's not needed, that could come up to <clears throat> over 417 pounds a year. So, mm. it, like you said, it adds up. Uh, and obviously yeah. there are offices with thousands of employees, so when you add that up, it comes to a huge cost. Luckily, we've got all these green LEDs. <clears throat> you can't see them on camera right now, but they're <laughs> highly energy efficient. Are um, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you mm. see them? All over the place. They're upgra <laughs> the upgraded lights. And it, it creates a really warm, natural atmosphere in here as well that is great for our eyes when we're on the computers. I'm not really sure what Johnny's had today, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. go. Yeah, oh, so, next. also, uh, it's not just lights and computers, because photocopiers switched mm. on all day uh, can actually account for a lot of energy wastage as well. Uh, mm. And I think photocopies in their nature are the kind of thing that would get left on. Like, yeah. Kind of like a printer, where you'd leave it on, it might get used a few times. Mm. Uh, but a lot of the time it's going to be on standby or sitting idle. Yeah, exactly. So, if you have a photocopier and it's only used for a fifth of the time, which I think is, I don't know, quite generous. I don't think people would use a photocopier for a fifth of the time in the workday. Mm -hmm. uh, but that would waste around £320 every year. And uh, the shocking statistic is uh, it actually uses enough power, if it's just left on overnight, to produce more than 1,500 copies. So oh, wow. that's quite crazy, you know. It might yeah. produce 10 copies of something in the day and then you'd leave it on overnight and it would use yeah. enough power, you know, for 150 I think, times I think more. the issue is, like, people aren't aware that leaving stuff on standby yeah. adds up yeah. over the course of a day or a month <clears throat> or a year. Yeah, and it's um, quite hard to avoid mm -hmm. unless you 
plug everything out from the wall because lots yeah, of things exactly. go on standby automatically. Like for example, if you take uh, your house mm. when you're at home yeah. and you leave your, I mean, I leave my telly on standby mm. and I'm just thinking after reading <coughs> this, what the cost comes is going to come up to over yeah. the course of a year. I'm not sure on the statistic, but I know that it's, you would have, I think people kind of think if the TV's on standby, it's going to use 1% of the energy it would use if yeah. it's turned on. But I think it's actually more like more 30%, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it can use a lot of power without you realising. And then that costs you money. Yeah, and we have people here in, in our office leaving the fans on when they leave in the evening. So, um, that is... <laughs> <laughs> Accusations Ale flying Alex around. Is, um, Alex is laughing as well, so... Yeah. We, we know who the culprit is, but we won't name names. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. Um, anything else, Johnny? Uh, no, I think that's it for our viewpoint. But uh, I'm going to talk about my favourite event of the year. Uh, I tell you every week it's my favourite event, but it is. It's the Power Ride, so that's on the 19th of September. It's coming up pretty soon. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where that's we, so we go to the Red Bridge. two weeks. It is. In under two yes, weeks. Yes, it is. The week it's, after. Uh, not the next week, but the one week after, after it, yeah. Wednesday, I think. Yeah, Wednesday. Uh, and we'll be going to the Redbridge <laughs> Cycling Centre. Uh, it's around the top of London somewhere. And we'll be doing laps uh, of the track cycling in mm -hmm. aid of... Uh, no. Arthritis. Arthritis UK. Arthritis UK is the charity, and that's because our boss, Sumit, suffers from rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, so we're trying to raise money and cure mm -hmm. him. Uh, but <laughs> not all of you can get up there. So if you can't join us, then do your commute or cycle around in the evening, record your kilometers, send it in to us, uh, and we will add that to our total kilometer count, and then we're giving money based on that. And so. Johnny's been trying to get away from writing stories on the day so he can bike all day. Yeah. I've tried a few so, times now, few but I'm, I'm committed this year to, uh, you know, And just to charity. warn those people who haven't been over the last few years um, and who are coming this year, if you're joining us, there is a steep hill and it actually is painful if you don't cycle on a daily basis. So don't be put off. Just get the practice but, in yeah. now. Yeah, just yeah, that that's the point. So you yeah. start practicing now, come along, and it's going to be a jolly good day. Yeah, yeah. Nice food as well. Uh, from Sainsbury's, um, but there are other supermarkets out there. There are so many. Yep. Um, okay, so moving on to the next event, uh, the big flagship event, Energy Live Expo. <coughs> it's on the 31st of October at the QE2 Center in London. Uh, we've got, uh, as you can see, the headline speaker, Energy Minister Claire Perry. Uh, she'll be joining us. And now we're glad to announce uh, that we've got a CEO panel debate and we've got three confirmed speakers, uh, Ian Funnell from ABB, uh, Beatrice Bigoyce from EDF, and SSE's Martin Pebworth. Uh, so big names, big companies. Uh, hopefully it's going to be, uh, should be an interesting one. Uh, obviously tickets, as usual, are free for energy end users. Uh, so if you're interested and you haven't registered yet, uh, do send an email to tickets at energylivenews.com. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you there. And yeah, I'm really excited to hear what Claire Perry has to say because it's mm, been a busy year for busy, energy. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm and looking forward to that. My favorite <laughs> event the of the year. <laughs> yeah, we have our Energy Live Personality <laughs> Awards. Uh, that's coming up on the 6th of December. Yeah. Uh, it's celebrating the biggest characters and personalities across the energy industry. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're, you know, a young rising star that's coming up through the ranks or uh, your the your team is you know smashing the customer service side of things. Whatever whatever uh, your strength is, please not get nominating because nominations are now open. Uh, they're completely free, so there's no reason not to nominate yourself or your colleagues. 
Uh, and yeah, the actual award ceremony is happening on the Silver Sturgeon, which uh, I haven't it's been on before. It's an amazing boat. It's so, very popular. So while you're, while, during the course of the event, it just takes you around the Thames mm. and you see all the beautiful landmarks of London at night. With a drink in your hand. incredible, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, so I haven't actually been on the Silver Sturgeon before. I've seen it on the Thames, so yeah, I'm mm. really looking forward to that. And it's black tie, so I'll be dressed up looking like James Bond. <clears throat> okay, um, <laughs> and finally, um, and finally, this week's mm. finally, and finally, is yep. Elon Musk. Yeah, misbehaving. Uh, and this was a video found by our dear Alex Holder. I don't know, that's what he does during the day. What's the time now? Is it 4.20? Weird videos. No, it's uh, 4.25. Oh, we 4 missed 25. it. Okay, so you, t you can talk about Elon Musk. Uh, I think he's just on a talk show here with Joe Rogan, who's a uh, famous American talk show host that is mm -hmm. no stranger to drugs so himself, actually. So how come all of a sudden he's just smoking a joint? Because I think Joe Rogan, it's like a pod it's mainly podcast and radio show, uh, mm -hmm. like our short views. Uh, but <laughs> it's, yeah, so Joe Rogan, I think, talks about all kinds of things like philosophy or politics or whatever, but I think he usually smokes weed when he's talking to people. Okay. So I think Elon Musk must have said, give me a go on that and tried it. Okay, so, yeah. we just thought it was interesting to yeah, see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, write a lot of stories about him. So. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> Uh, okay, and also, if you didn't already know, today is National Salami Day. Yes, Woo! salami. <laughs> um, I think it's... Look at that Danny, lovely graphic. I think... <laughs> well done, Alex. Um, I think it's a deli meat that's often overlooked at counters, do you not think? I think it's underappreciated. I mean, yeah. people go for chorizo or, you know, similar things. Exactly. But salami but is... Salami is one. It's a classic. You can't miss today. Hmm. Uh, you can eat and... Put it in a sandwich, put it in... Put it in a salad, put it in a pot, <laughs> put it in a broth. Put it in a pizza bread. Wrap it around a Jaffa cake, do whatever you want with it. But don't forget to eat in salami today. Yeah. Eat a salami today. Um, okay, moving on. Um, I think that is it for today. Yep. You can um, contact us, as always, at stories yep. at energylivenews.com. Yes. Uh, for any hate mail or positive feedback or suggestions for shoots we can go on, anything like that. For hate mail, send it to Summer Bose. <laughs> uh, for anything else, you can send it to us, stories at energylivenews.com. Yep. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us. And thank you to all our podcasters who've been listening. Uh, and I think that is it for today. Yep, Have a good it. day, everyone. And I hope you enjoy the gift we've made of Summa and Jeff of what they'll be up to in Vegas this yeah. week. If they win luck big uh, at the casino. And hopefully we'll is. see them back next week. And if we do, Summa will be back again at 4 o'clock uh, next week on Friday. Boo. So have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.